0: From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpott. Hello, podcast listeners. If you are new here, I'm Amber Philpott with WKYT TV in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm the host of Uniquely Kentucky. Happy new year to you. How is your 2021 going so far? I know the world is still a really tough place to navigate right now. I am hoping, like me, you can try and look for the good anywhere we can find it. For the first podcast of the new year, I chose a guest who spends his days looking for ways to put those positive vibes into the world. I believe that we can all be a good light for others, and Austin Shuck, is one of the brightest he is the host of the what the shuck podcast austin's story is like so many life sort of just piled up and before he knew it he was stuck in a place that he didn't want to be but finding that spark to change was hard Once he did, though, amazing things are happening for the West Liberty, Kentucky native. In this episode, we are talking about his podcast and the space it creates for him to learn from others. We're talking mental health, knowing when to ask for help, and more importantly, learning it's okay to ask for it.
1: Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps. Available on the App Store and Google Play.
0: It is a new year and a lot of times people say it's time for a new you, a new me, and the new year. And I've got a guy that I think can help us look at the world in a much more positive light. I want to welcome Austin Shuck. He is the podcast host of What the Shuck podcast. And he really is just looking for people like I do that have great stories to tell. He wants to know what they're all about, what makes them tick. But he also is all about telling stories that should be heard and providing what I love as a platform for positivity. Austin, welcome. How are you in the new year?
1: I'm doing excellent. It's been a challenging new year mentally, but I have been preparing myself for this strangely. So doing well.
0: You are a Thank guy. you for having me on by the way. You're at you're welcome for that. I figured in the new year you were the right guy to get us started as we get back into the podcast world for uniquely Kentucky. Um you are a guy that really um loves to put the good vibes out into the world and we really need those good vibes right now. So let's start off first talk to me about the podcast. How did this even come about and if people listen to what the shuck what are they going to find?
1: So I have a pretty versatile list of guests that I've had on they are all kind of common to my story um, and people that I've just met along the way but I've found like tidbits and lessons from all of them no matter if they're a personal trainer or they're a politician or they are a entrepreneur there's I really have just found that in life there's a lesson to be found or learned from everybody that we come across literally if it's who you would think is the least educated person or the most educated person and it's like I'm just trying to show people that there's a sort of intelligence that we all have and if we're willing to kind of just find that and have that conversation with someone that you can really learn a lot from anybody.
0: You are an Eastern Kentucky native. Um, West Liberty is uh, where you called home when you grew up I want to go back because it, it's so neat how these conversations happen with me, because many times the people that I seek out for conversation, I have a connection to in some way from maybe back in the day. So I actually was in your home with your family um, for the five year anniversary of the tornado that hit West Liberty, uh, which was an EF3 tornado. Your family was in the middle of that. And for that story, I was talking to your mom specifically who wrote out the storm there in her home. And that story, um, the positivity in in that story is that there was two totes full of your like family mementos that were spared during that EF3 tornado. And so we were kind of talking about that. So I love the fact that I'm talking to you now because I only just heard about you then. That tornado in talking to you sounds like it kind of had... A really traumatic it is a traumatic event but it also really had a traumatic effect on your life moving forward can you talk to me about what one moment in time can really change your life
1: well I was a young I wasn't I was 21 I was in college and I well, I was about to turn 21 and I didn't really know what was going on in life so when something like that kind of happened anyway it was just like wow like i have completely come unhinged um, every single like thing of life. Literally, even my house is gone. And so I luckily had most of my stuff in the house that I lived in Moorhead, but uh, there was no communication between my family and I for like a very extended amount of time. And I literally thought I was the only person in my family alive. Mm-hmm. And so that took a really huge mental toll on me. And I never really asked for help. I never like seeked out help. And it really just... I fell back on food. I was drinking too much alcohol. I really just wasn't living a good life. I was pitting myself. Honestly, it's a thing that I really feel bad about now, but I've really learned a lot from, but I just found ways to make myself the victim of that situation and just My grandpa died like three days later, completely unrelated. And it was just a lot to take on for being 21. I feel like that would be a lot to take on for anybody. And plus just worrying about my mom and what she was thinking and my little sister. And I knew my dad was okay. Like he's a strong guy. So like, I was like, I don't, I feel like he can get through about anything, but just worrying about that. And then not being able to be like, Hey, I want to talk about like how I feel. I just felt selfish and growing up in Eastern Kentucky um we always I was very blessed to be like have I won't say like we were really well off by any means but I was just you know seeing a lot of the other families I was like okay like I'm doing pretty good all things considered so I was always knew that I was fortunate but um it was just kind of crazy because there was definitely times when my family definitely struggled to get by and so when the tornado happened the government didn't really provide any aid there was no help from anybody and if it hadn't been for my community, like I would have been in a lot of trouble, like just straight up, like my family would have not, it would have been really hard way much, like if my family hadn't done the things that they had done in the past to be there for others, then it would have been like insanely tough. So um, taking that, like taking that on, plus like not being able to ask for help and knowing that my community could like, I don't know, I just felt really bad. And so I started drinking, I started eating too much. And it was just like, I did that for like from 2012 when it happened until 2017 when I had a head injury. And so I gained a ton of weight and never asked for help, never was like, Hey, I'm not really doing well, even though it was very obvious. Um, But, but then I had a head injury and was just kind of like, this is a new opportunity to kind of change my life. So That uh, even I really found out that even though that was a really bad time, that when I had the head injury, that there was actually a ton of lessons to be learned from that and what was going on.
0: I think your story, though, albeit not everyone has to go through a a tornado and a traumatic event. I do think that um, I'm a big proponent of mental health awareness, and I do think that we can't have that conversation enough. So I think that your story, a lot of people can um get down with your story that they don't know how to ask for help. They have a series of things that kind of pile up. So I guess, you know, at your young age, how do you finally pull yourself out of that and and begin to find a different path? Cause there's so many people, Austin, that they just don't know how to find that path or even how to get on it.
1: Well, like I said, so I had a head injury and I it's essentially why I started my podcast to answer a little bit of a question that you actually said earlier that I didn't really finish. But I had a head injury and was missing a lot of work because of that. And um, they were essentially like, I can't really do anything. So I started listening to a ton of podcasts. And there was this one with this guy named David Goggins. And he is an incredible story. He's a crazy man. I'm not saying like anybody, everybody should listen to him for <laughs> guidance. But I found a lot of resonance in his story and his like work ethic and determination to not prove other people, but just himself that he was worthy of the goals that he had set in life and the things that he wanted to do, and how he really had to kick his butt every day. Um, once he because re- he had really en- enabled this victim mentality for a lot of his life, and so I was listening to this podcast and I was literally sitting at a steak and shake, and this guy was like, I was sitting at a steak and shake, and I had a hamburger and a che- and a milkshake, and I was like sitting there and I was like. Sending the steak and shake for the hamburger milkshake. And he's like, I threw that out and I changed my life. And I was like, whoa, if that guy can do that. And I was like, that was literally like a sign from the universe too. I was like, if that guy could do that, what if I could do that? And that was like his whole thing is he, he, he like was a big proponent of what, instead of like, what if this happens to me in a bad way? He's like, what if I could do it in a good way? And so I really started living with that mentality of like, what if this bad thing happens? But it's like, what if I can get out of that? And then once I really started to climb out of all these situations and I started to realize like all these really bad situations that a lot of people were like wanting to run away from or scared to confront, it's like when you really throw yourself into it, it's really not that bad. You're really way more scared and hyping yourself up to be way more scared of the situation than what was really going on. And plus, I really have found that if you're really in like a pursuit of something that's important or has tons of value to not only yourself but of your community it's going to be challenging so it's like when you are in pursuit of something like this it's very confusing I found myself that it's very confusing when we question that it's challenging it's like well you're going after like you know the the analogy I always use is like if you read a story and there wasn't a dragon to like slay then it's like and it was just like, oh, we just walked through this story and it's so easy. And it's like, that would not be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the struggles really are like what makes the story so triumphant and so beautiful and learning to love the process. And so just learning that maybe I shouldn't pity myself so much and learning how to find strength mentally. It was like by not asking for help. And I'm not saying that that's the solution always. I, I was blessed enough to find literature and podcasts and some people don't find that so they don't turn to that and it's really sad and that's a huge thing that I'm a huge uh like I always am trying to raise tons of awareness like every November um one of the the things I try to raise awareness for is uh mental health and men because I mean obviously we were just touched in that area here in Kentucky with what just happened with the Kentucky baseball team and basketball team and it's like so many people like are just going through so many crazy things and it's like if we like aren't able to ask for help then what happens and it's like people that we think are the most happy people and the most genuine people are struggling to go through things and I was doing that and I was killing myself literally by eating and drinking myself to death and some other people like I have good friends that just lost a buddy here in Louisville to to he he committed suicide by carbon monoxide and it's like how like this is a pan this in itself is like i think one in four men or something that die or like from that i don't don't know if that's an exact statistic but it's something really high like really sad and just a lot of times these people are not willing to ask for help so that's a huge platform that i'm trying to use on my podcast just to talk to people that are aware of these things and can provide education and a lot of that is through fitness and nutrition and like just learning to find new life skills and a lot of the times were really hopeless and i was because i didn't really have anything to go after and after that happened i just kind of felt hopeless and finding passion and finding value in the struggle really helped to lift me out of those really dark times honestly and so that's that's really the goal of my podcast is to help people
0: sure you are very open about the fact, man, I know this is a podcast, so people are listening, but if they were looking at the guy that I'm looking at now, I would never know the kind of weight that you say that you put on. And you're very open about the amount of weight that you lost. I believe in fitness. I believe in just what it does, not necessarily for your body, but what it does for the mind too. talk to me about your journey, because again, there are a lot of people that can, you um, be right there with you and go, that is me. I I don't know how to break out of this cycle in terms of my weight or where I want to be with my health. Um, Talk to me about that.
1: Well, I mean, if anybody knows what just happened in the last year, it's been a challenging year, but the thing is is that the reason that I've really found that I really think that a lot of the things we're going through as a country is because we're very unhealthy, like just physically, mentally, like, and it's, the things we see in our society are direct reflection of who we all are as a society. I really believe. And until we're willing to accept ownership and say like, this might not be my, my do. And a lot of times it is, but it in some circumstances it might not be your own doing, but you like complaining about whether it's weight loss or your business or the state of the country. It's like, if you're not going to provide a solution then you're just going to keep getting worse at it. And it's going to just keep enabling this worse version of yourself and the country or the, the business. And until you're willing to really just say, I'm going to take ownership of what we're dealing with and say, Hey, I used to weigh 400 pounds. Like I need to change this. And I, I was in a I had a head injury and my doctor was like, you're going to die in 10 years. And I was like, that's kind of messed up. Like I'm 26. So I'm going to be dead by 36. Like that's, that's horrible. And so when he told me that, like, it just really, it really helped to wake me up, kind of like the thing with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I took ownership and was like, all right, I got myself in this situation. I had gastric sleeve. Mm -hmm. So some people don't know that, but that's, I had that. And they were like, yeah, you'll probably lose like 150 pounds, I lost 225 pounds in nine months. Wow. And was just like, I there's so many people that I see that have that surgery and gain the weight back, or they have tons of success. And, and honestly, the whole thing that I'm after with my podcast is to find what makes people successful versus what makes people not successful. And I want to show people that it's probably like a little tweak that we all have that we can make. And it might be the littlest thing. It might be fitness. It might be nutrition. It might be, you just need to read a couple more. It might be like, you need to read 30 more minutes a day And then in an hour you're like, or in, and then a year you're like, Oh, like I've gained a significant amount of skills just because I chose to read for just 30 minutes for a year, every day. And it might be just the tiniest tweaks. And I'm trying to show people that we're not perfect. We're not awesome, but we could be, if we worked on it, it's going to be insanely hard work, but it's an obligation that's worth taking and I've, Feel like I'm proof of that. Like I used to weigh four hundred pounds and now I weigh one ninety seven. And it's like, how do you do that? I got down to one seventy-five. Looked horrible, but I was just like, I'm gonna run so much. But it's just like I really found out that in we're all ultimately like a human science project. And I wanna make sure at the end of my project I get an A. Like if it's by my own doing, I might by circumstance or by environmental hazards. Get exposed to something horribly. But if it's by, I, I passed a billboard once in Eastern Kentucky, and it actually, I know for a fact this is a fact. It said one in four Eastern Kentucky and then die of heart disease. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a preventable statistic, like 100%. And I want to educate people on health. I want to educate people on, and I'm not even saying I'm a sm- the smartest person. That's what I love about having a podcast is like, I got to talk to, like, Amanda Nyberg, who's, like, one of the best dietitians in America, and I got to talk to, like, John Karloftis, who is, like, one of the most insanely talented, like, people to do, like, grounds work, and then I've got to talk to, like, Josh Bowen, who's one of the top athletic trainers slash, like, philanthropist in the area, and it's, like, I get to learn a lesson from all these people, so I'm getting to learn a lot, but also getting to help teach people a lot, and I think that's what's really beautiful about technology and the opportunities that we have i know corona hasn't been exactly idea but it's teaching people to be adaptive in ways that we've never had to be and i I appreciate that i've really found to really learn to find even in the worst times there's a lesson or struggle and something to learn
0: tomorrow morning when i'm getting on my treadmill to do my mileage i'm going to think of what you just said that i'm a science project and I'm gonna get an A, I love that analysis. That's what I'm working on, is getting that A on my science project for me. Even though you had the surgery, and and I think it's great that you're upfront about that because losing that amount of weight is hard any which way you put it, but you are still diligent. I mean, you're still a guy that you're in the gym doing what you need to do. Do you have any advice for folks that are kind of in that mindset of right now that I, I'm gonna go after it, but maybe by February it's gone?
1: Well, I mean, I've really found it's even to touch on what I was just talking about with it being a really tough year. We've all went through it, but the thing is, is that we left 2020 as a person and then we walk over to January 1st and everyone's just like, I'm a different person now. It's like, no, like if you expect different results, you have to literally change who you are as a person. And it's worth it to change who you are as a person, because I've really found that in this pursuit of what I'm trying to find myself and find other people and help them is that we all kind of have this gift that's wrapped up. And if we're willing to give it to everybody, there's a lesson that we can teach everybody. And once you find that willingness to just say, Hey, I'm going to change. And it's not just for me anymore. It's like for the state of everybody in the world. And Everybody really does have a story or gift to give to the world. They really do. And that's what I really want to show people is whether it's a musician or whether it's a mom or a dad or whether it's like the most talented basket weaving person. I don't care. Like there truly is something to find value in every person. And once you find that value in yourself, that's when you're going to change. And you have to honestly, something that gets really, really knocked out today is like being imaginative and it's really sad because like I've really found that that's how I've found most of the success that I've had ever since like that's how I have a podcast that's how I was able to put a philanthropy event together to raise seven thousand dollars like in three weeks or something it's like that was just I just one day was like let's make that happen and then people are like that's a good idea dude and now we're working on a project that is going to help a kid in martin county to he we were hoping to be able to send him to disney but because of his health circumstances with covid as well we're not going to be able to send him to disney but we're going to bring disney to him so we're going to bring like a ton of stuff to help him and experience like his ultimate dream day Mm -hmm. and it's just like i didn't always have this strength i didn't always have this foresight i didn't always have this value i always had this like the same or not values. I had the same values, but I just didn't have the strength within myself to believe that I could do it. Always kept waiting for someone else to do it and be like, Oh, here you go. Here's this golden platter of opportunity. And it's like, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. And being from Appalachia, there are families who don't even have running water. Literally one of the families that we were helping in Morgan County doesn't have running water. And it's like, take, a little second to like understand even on your worst day you have the best life essentially and finding that strength within yourself to realize i'm gonna to have to go through this change i'm gonna probably have to sacrifice my ego a lot because what i've been doing obviously isn't working um and you're gonna to have to really find people that will help you to do it you can't do it by yourself for sure i've found i literally do mastermind classes now and that has helped so much, just always constantly educating myself, putting myself around people that want to do and achieve bigger and better things. And it's just like you have to If you, like I saw this lady in my group. Um, so I have a group on Facebook called Transformation Nation, and she was like, I want to lose weight, but I can't stop eating these chocolate chips all the time. And I was like. Like, I know like but you can lose weight if you just stop eating the chocolate chips all the time like it's literally like it's just a simple it was like you actually just said your reason why you can't do it and it's like so many people really do know why they aren't succeeding and they're not willing to just be like this isn't working what i'm doing let's change it and then you realize like after three months you're like oh wow like i should have done that forever ago oh but now i feel so much better and then you're like all right let's encourage other people to do this like What's like, it's not hard, but well, okay, I won't say it's not hard. It's not, it's a simple solution that provides like crazy results. And it's just having that willingness to say, I'm not good enough right now. And not that you're not good, it's just like, it's like the decisions and the behaviors that you're doing are not enabling the version of yourself that you want. So, by your own definition, you're not good enough. And, You need to know what you think is good enough and pursue that. And that's literally what I'm trying to do with everything. Every single goal that I'm working on is trying to just enable the best version of Kentucky.
0: Sometimes the thought of something being hard is what is hardest for us to get over, right? Like you just can't, That's so interesting. Um, One of the things that I believe in is that no matter what your circumstance is, that you can still be a good light in the world. And that no matter what you're going through, there's somebody else that probably has it worse than you. And so showing a little bit of grace and kindness is really important. And you do that as well. Like you, in all of this that you're doing, you also chose to give back and you, you mentioned what you did. I wanna talk about what you did back at Christmas. You and I share a lot of the same musically talented friends um, and yeah. you pulled together a lot of great musicians to pull off, as you said, you raised what, $7,000. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about that. You were able to put around the Rockin' Around the Mountain and Appalachian Christmas, basically like a volume one of just amazing music. How did that happen?
1: Like I said, I literally just like woke up one day and I had been invited by, uh, I I grew up with Christopher Bentley and Nicholas Jamerson. They played in a band with my cousin Sam and uh, Jesse Chafin called Crosswalk. So they're in a Christian band growing up and then they moved to um, Lexington and started Sunday Best. Well, I I think they actually technically started Sunday Best in uh, Pikeville, but so I've known them a really long time and they invited me to the event where they raised money for families in Floyd County. And I was literally sitting there and I have always been huge supporters of both of those guys. And so when they got back, I was like, this is such a beautiful moment. And then the fact that you all even invited me to this means so much. Mm-hmm. And I was literally sitting there and Nicholas was singing, have a Merry Christmas, have yourself a Merry Christmas. And I'm not going to lie, I started crying.
0: It was amazing. Was like, I'm not going to lie. I might've shed a tear as well.
1: Yeah I was like this is beautiful like these people are using their talents and their passions to help people in need in their county and I was like and New Frontier helped them and the Shriners Club and New Frontier was on my podcast too and like Nicholas and Christopher have both been on not technically my podcast podcast but I had like a COVID like um, Instagram lives that I did episodes so they were on that and Also, Nicholas was just on one of my, actually, my most recent episode that I've dropped, and, like, so people I'm very familiar with, so I was super excited to get to go, and then when they played that song, and I just saw that, it was super, just, like, motivated, and I was like, dang, like, Christmas is a really good time to tap into that, like, love of everyone's heart, and so I went home and was there a couple days, and was just like, what can I do to help like encapsulate that same thing that they had just done? And I was like, do you want to make a Christmas album for my podcast? And they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And, uh, Christopher was actually on the road doing some traveling and I was unable to like get up with him. So I wanted to actually get like a Sunday best song. And they were like, we can't make that happen because of like, he's gone. So he was like, I have a song though that I can send. And it was like Grayson Jenkins, uh, brother Smith, um, Brett Higgins. And I was like, dude, this is insane. It was like an acapella, the very last song. And it was like, I was like, this is great. And so they sent, he sent me that and then Nicholas sent me a version of him singing, have yourself a Merry Christmas. And then I hit up a couple other buddies and then it went from like four songs to like 10 songs. And then we ended up, I think having 15 total songs. So it was just like, and it was like Wayback back country picker, Grayson Jenkins, um, Sunday best, um, so Stan Nickel helped with it. Lee and Lacey Blevins, uh, the Sister Justice, they didn't actually end up getting to put a song on it, but they helped do a lot of support with it. And um, then also had uh, Phil Barnett. I don't know if you know him, but he is an awesome guy. He's from Lawrence County. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so Lindsay Elam. She is from Ashland, Kentucky, and she did a song on that album, and I was completely blown away by hers and Ryan Allen's. Not that I wasn't blown away by everybody's, but they wrote their own songs, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is like – it's just so beautiful to see them use their passions and to be able to inspire me, inspire so many other people, and then – also helped to raise seven thousand dollars and the thing was is we hadn't even released the album before we'd raised the seven thousand dollars so it was like that was what was so cool about it is we weren't like selling the album but we were just releasing it for people to be able to download and then raise awareness Mm -hmm. and so the goal what was so funny is I woke up and so when it was like three songs I was like I woke up and I was like let's let's raise money for this album, 500 bucks. And the first person I called, they're like, here, 500 bucks. I was like, okay, that was easier than I expected. <laughs> and then the next person I called, they're like, here's 500 bucks. I was like, whoa, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And people are just handing out 500 bucks to me. And so I was like, I need to make my goals 2000. We made it 2000. And then I was like, this is like happening too easy. I'm just going to make it 6,000 because I already had known that my goal for this year was that I want to raise 60,000 to provide 120 families with a Christmas one per every County in Kentucky. So, um, I think that would be pretty insane to be able to do that. And so I was like, let's make it 6, 12 families. And we ended up raising 7,000 and ended up being able to help 14. So just it's insane. I had to jump in Cavern Lake
0: I saw and,
1: that. <laughs> and, um, the day that I was going to do that, there was a guy from hazard who has been on my podcast and he called me and he was like, how much money do you have left that you need to raise? And I was like this amount. And he was like, all right, I'll give it to you. And I was like, Aww. what bro, that's like an insane amount. It was like $3,000 of the donations. And I was like, I was like what? <laughs> dude? No, you can't do that. And he's like, dude, yep. And I, so I hadn't planned on giving, like we hadn't planned on Cause I didn't know we would get to I was hoping we would get to uh, 6,000, but I was like, right now we have 3,000. So we're going to be able to help out. Like, you know, so that happened. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're going to actually be able to help, not just six families, but 12 families. And um, so I had at least, I had the six families already in place. And so I was like, all right, dude, just because you did that, I at least have to give like two families in Perry County. So he's from Perry County and that, and so just the stories too that have been connected to the families that we've been able to help has been so incredibly rewarding. The family in Lawrence County. Aww. I literally got there and um, I had a flat tire. I like at some point ran off the road and they were like, Hey bud, you got a flat tire? Like, let us help, let us help you fix that. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, so immediately I didn't You're I didn't have an extra people tire.
0: And they're helping you.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I was like, I unfortunately don't have a a spare because this has happened. And so I had AAA. I was blessed and fortunate enough to have AAA. And so this was the, it was the craziest Christmas ever. So I ended up giving them this card and they're like, yeah, so what we're going to do when we leave is we are going to, there's a family that doesn't have a vehicle and they have a washer so we're gonna we're taking them this washer and we also bought a stovetop and like oven and so they go to drop this off and they drop off the washer and the family's like what are you gonna do with that stovetop and that oven and they're like well we're gonna take it to the house but this dude just gave us five hundred dollars so you all can just have it And i was like i was like holy crap like that's exactly what i was trying to like (laughs) yes this is awesome like and the lady called me and told me that like immediately who helped like find the family in Lawrence County I was like this is exactly the family I was trying to find so thank you for helping me do that and yeah and so just that and we ended up getting stuck on a mountain in Lawrence County because it that was when we had that crazy snow Mm -hmm. Um, so we were driving around playing Santa Claus me and my buddy John Die, and it was just a crazy day it was the craziest day ever delivering some of those gifts we didn't even end up getting to deliver all of them that day because of Get seven inches of snow. And it took six hours to drive back to Lexington. So it was fun. It was so blessed. And it was just so rewarding to be able to help everybody out and then also get those interesting stories. There you know,
0: to you for <laughs> using music, because I think music is that one thread that really kind of ties us all together. And Eastern Kentucky is so rich in so many amazing folks. Um, that are so musically gifted so kudos to you for using music as kind of the instigator to get all of that going if people by the way still want that album and they're just now listening can they still get it
1: totally um so the hopeful plan is that we can have a a, a music festival by the end of the year wow if covid's gone or like, you know, if everything's helped out with the, like the, the vaccine and the mandates that are probably coming up. So if things work out and COVID is gone or reduced significantly by then, the goal is to have a Rocket Around the Mountain uh, Christmas festival. And I would like to do it at the Red River Gorge at Hodown Island and like rent out the camp spaces and have everybody that was on that album come and do like a live music festival. And have, like, a vending area where all of them can sell all their supplies and all their, like, music albums and all their T-shirts and everything that they have. Because I'm sure there's not an industry that's been, like, I'm sure there's some that have been messed up. But, like, service industry and musicians that are, like, going out and doing stuff like that have had nothing, essentially. So it's just, like, those people need as much help as possible. And I want to be able to help them because they've helped their community so much. And they're what makes being from Kentucky so interesting and fun and unique like that's why I love your podcast is because what you do is you just provide a spotlight to people that make Kentucky awesome
0: yeah. and
1: Kentucky gets so just there's such a stigma to us that's just so false that's provided on TV it's like I was watching shameless and they were like oh yeah everybody in Kentucky votes for uh so and so and I was like come on like what it's like no everybody does like it's just Uh, but anyway even if they do it's just like who cares like we're people just like you whether you're in California or whether you're in Kentucky we're citizens of this of this country and we all have to live here together and it's beautiful that that was what was really cool to touch on is that everybody had such different like not everybody has the same ideas that were on that album like by any means politically like philosophy wise religiously whatever but they all wanted to help the community and that's what we all need to take a call to arms to say and put our egos aside and be like hey like whatever we're doing right now is obviously not working so let's find a solution and that's what I'm trying to do is just inspire people to find solutions to problems that we have instead of just complaining about them because I did that for for too long
0: (laughs) When it's safe, I'll be the very first person, I miss live music, I'll be the first person in line to be at the Red River Gorge, if that's where you have it, to be able to listen to my favorite folks. So count me in on that. Um, Austin, as we get ready to wrap up, one of the things that I always ask um, my guests, um, obviously you host a podcast, podcasts have been really um, influential in your life. Are there podcasts that you would recommend right off the bat for people? And is there a book that has really changed your life in terms of what it has meant to you and maybe the course that it set you on
1: so i just realized i didn't answer the question about where to find the album oh that is on youtube okay. um and we are hoping to be able to put it on itunes eventually but we're just trying to figure all that out I, i'm someone called me the appalachian dj Caleb the other day and i was like <laughs> i will take that that's hilarious but someone's like, you should put like really redneck ad libs in the, the next one. And I was like, I'm down for that. Another one. But anyway, so, so um, you can find that on hopefully iTunes soon, but definitely on YouTube and also on Facebook. Okay. But to answer your question, um, the, one of the number one, uh, probably the two books that I would recommend. Um, one is can't hurt me by David Goggins. I actually talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude helped me to transform my life. um the, the other book is a book by a man, a man who was in a concentration camp. His name was Victor Frankel mm-hmm. and it's called man search for meaning. It is like the most beautiful book on perspective and finding joy in life and happiness and learning to even be in the most crappy of moments mm-hmm. and still realize like this moment hopefully will end. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have the tenacity to have faith and grace and be like, all right, I'm going to get past this. Like you were talking about earlier. And to be like, I'm going to get past this. Like, it's not the best thing right now, but I've, I have the strength to do it and it's going to be because I decide mm-hmm. to do it. So it's a very beautiful book about struggle and just having tenacity and perspective. And then the podcast that I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, one of my favorites for sure. Um, Tom Bilyeu on YouTube if you all don't know who that guy is he is one of the best educators in America and I don't even know that he would consider himself an educator but he just does such an excellent job of bringing the best and smartest people to talk about the most insane things that we need to know about as humans like whether it's like by hacking your physiology or by nutritional skills or exercise skills or business skills mindset he pretty much attacks everything. He's he and Joe Rogan are definitely the biggest influence for me as far as for my podcast and where I got my uh structure from.
0: Awesome. Where do people find you? If they want to listen to What the Shuck or they just want to learn more about you, how do they find you?
1: So on Instagram, I am What the Shuck301. On Facebook, I am Austin Keith Shuck. And on I have a website called whattheshuck.com. And also you can find me on Apple Podcasts. It's what the shuck question mark explanation point. And also um, you can find me on YouTube under what the shuck three Oh one. And that's a, that's a platform I'm really going to be going after this year is because I really find that that's such an accessible platform to be able to provide multiple variations of just content, whether it's like an actual podcast, which I've been doing or just like a really short video where we're providing some sort of education or just some sort of awareness um but there's a lot of really big plans for this year like i said i'm trying to raise uh sixty thousand dollars for 120 families so we're going to be able to do that it's going to take a lot of work and i have some really big events and things that i'm working on and training for so really excited about that and you can find all that actually here's my business card i just got so hey
0: hey your business card official there you go buddy official
1: yeah. yeah, follow the journey. You can't really see it. it's backwards because but whatever.
0: Chuck. <laughs> awesome, I appreciate you because uh, again, you and I share a lot of the same things. You know, life is hard sometimes, but we got to look at it in a different perspective. And I think that you're helping people do that. And I think that it's amazing when we can have a platform and we just share each other's stories because we may be all very different, but at the end of the day, a lot of times we share the same struggle. So it's nice to be able to know that. So thank you for what you're doing.
1: We all actually have the like same six basic human needs. So no matter what color, no matter what gender, no matter what's whatever. Soon apparently in the COVID nineteen bill, they talked about how they're gonna like release all this information on aliens. So now that's a new thing we're gonna worry about. So we're gonna have new alien friends to be talking one to thing soon. At a time, so I'm here,
0: often, okay? I'm here one thing at a time. All right. <laughs> I'm here
1: for you all though.
0: Austin Shuck, the host of the podcast, What the Shuck. Buddy, thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks for being on Uniquely Kentucky.
1: Thank you so much.